0: Hello, everyone. My name is Greg Garcia, and welcome to a new episode of Confirmation Bias. I am joined with my co-hosts, Leonidas Lopez, Rico Neal, and Sebastian Demoncuku. And today, special guest,
1: Jimbo. Jimbo! <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's Jimbo. Jimbo
2: back again. Jimbo!
0: Jimbo. And today we are going to be talking <laughs> about
3: death, which is funny because we're all oh. laughing. What's oh. <laughs> going well, to laugh about
4: us? <laughs> Timbo. <It's> <Jimbo. laughs> okay, all right, so, so we're gonna start off with a quote from Seneca. If you don't know Seneca, he's a, grow up. a stoic philosopher. If you don't know Seneca, grow up, yes, sir. Read a book. He says, What harm? Is there in this, you ask, infinite harm? For such persons do not live, but are preparing to live. Ties into our,
2: uh, what we're gonna talk about today, and we're talking about death, so, yeah. So the first question we would like to pose right now is, uh, is, is there, uh, so as we all know, there's a wide friend of belief or fear of death which in some cases understandable other cases maybe not so much but we want to just go around right now and just say is it why do you think that people fear death like what why do you think people fear the the finality of death
3: i would say in my opinion at least i don't think people fear death I think they fear what comes after death. In the sense that many people who may not believe in a higher power or who who do not believe in an afterlife, they may think that there's just an infinite blackness that comes with death. And I think that's where that fear comes from. Another place that that fear may come from also be, you know, the fear of not living a fulfilled life, not doing everything that they wanted to do. So I think the fear is like dying before their time. I think that's the general fear. Either the fear of what comes after death and the fear of not living up to your full potential.
0: I think it's something similar. I think it it has a lot to do with I, I don't think it's as much a fear of death as much as it is a fear of not living. Well, I I, th- I think it's split. It's split for two different kinds of people. I think those who do believe in an afterlife and those who don't. I Think those who don't believe in an afterlife. It's a fear of. Um, it's a fear. It's a fear of an end. It's a fear that there may not be a tomorrow. And then I think for those that do live that do believe in an in an afterlife it's fear of not living up to your full potential it's fear of not making the most of of your life uh while you are living it and i don't know and and yeah i'll i'll expand a little more on it but i
2: want to i want to hear from you guys so for me i kind of agree with uh some aspects of what you guys have said so far uh, I mean, it just goes back to the old adage that uh, falling off a cliff doesn't kill you, it's the sudden stop, you know? So, technically speaking, falling from height doesn't kill you. It's just when you make contact with the, the ground and your body suddenly just stops, going from the feet fall to the stop. You know, that's kind of like, I feel like it gives way to think about, or helps people kind of give way to think about what death is, you know? It's not necessarily, well, whether you believe in the afterlife or not, Either way, whatever, uh, you, wherever you come from, it still leads to the same thing, where the life you live from birth until death will stop, come to a point as to where that no longer exists. And either you believe in reincarnation, where you start again from a different point, or you believe in uh, a, an afterlife, a paradise, or a hell, or things like that, or you believe there's just nothing, eternal sleep. No matter what you believe in, the story always ends with the period, the final stop, you know so I believe that kind of scares people, because people don't like to think of the world as just uh, in its finality, you know people don't want to think of themselves as in their finality, they always want to think of tomorrow, and things like that and that's why I feel things like procrastination is a very common uh, example of what that is These people saying, hey if it's due tomorrow, then do it tomorrow, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. To where they always look to the future with things or try to put things off for the future, things like that. So that kind of... Uh, I can understand why. Because people always like to look towards the future. Even in today's society, we like to look towards the future, not necessarily of the now. Why the thought of the future not even existing to be incredibly frightening. And whereas uh, in other societies... There have been uh, a general consensus that death is bad, obviously, but there's also been, uh, in some cases, the welcoming of it, to where death is what, you stop thinking of yourself as a uh, one person and start thinking of yourself as the unit of a, let's say a nation or a people, and you start to think of more of a, your end can bring beginnings for others kind of thing. And that kind of is what drives people who are in the military, or the military of that uh, society. To where my death will bring about, my potential death will bring about the life and the peace for the people who I fight for. And that kind of is what drives people to fight. So I feel like death, while it is scary to see the finality of it, it's still a good, or what I believe to be, a good driving factor for life itself. To, because tomorrow isn't uh, guaranteed, do what do what you're passionate about today. Whether it's helping the people in your society or just growing yourself as a person, reach. I would love to see the reaching of the apex of a person that you can be before. It. So try not to put it off. Take of that. But for people to feel fear through death, I can see it as generally speaking understandable because just seeing a sudden stop, you don't have like a more of a sense of when it's going to happen, you could be halfway through your journey and it just stops, kind of thing. And the fear of that, I could see as very real thing for happening to people, I completely
1: understand that aspect of it. Um, I personally think that it's not the fear of death that people are scared of, it's the fear of unknowing. If you know that you have a test but you don't know what's on it or you don't know who you'll see when you walk out the door, you might get some anxiety and you just don't know what's gonna happen next. It's kind of like that with death. When you die, you don't know what you'll see or if there's anything. That's what most people fear or think about. Death is something that's unexpected. You may live a happy life, you might have the best day of your life, but then you die in your sleep or you could die walking outside and getting shot. We don't know which is part of the unknown that how we'll die, and that goes to the fear. You know, um, that also, um, not knowing how you'll die, and contributes to the, dear, um, the fear of unknowing. Um, and then also, uh, you never know uh, what's gonna happen.
3: I so like the fear of just, just the fear of the unknown. Uh, that, that, but I will say I don't. I mean, many, many other cultures um, they view death differently. So some view death as you know a final endpoint, and while others see death as just the beginning or the beginning of a new type of life. So I think that in those societies, maybe they don't fear death. Maybe it's in the society where we see death as the end and there's almost like that <clears throat> unknown factor. I
2: think that's where more, you'll find most people who fear death. I mean, yeah, I feel like everyone kind of has the, a set of like innate, uh, has the innateness of having like uh, the, the metathesioma, which is the fear of the end. So I feel like people, generally speaking, maybe fear isn't the right word. Maybe it's more of uh, the wariness of the unknown, you know? You don't just walk into a new area with new people and just go in guns blazing, you know? Like, people normally kind of like, want to plan your strategy out a little bit of how you want to approach things in life. And I feel like that is 100% warranted. That's what you should do. You should try to find out what you can, control what you can't control, and things like that. But I feel like it takes it a step too far once you try to control the things you can you know? It starts to kind of like get out a hand and turns. that's what turns it into the actual phobia of the fear of the unknown. Just because you don't know doesn't mean you won't, doesn't mean you'll always not know. And only through fear can you just stop knowing, you know? The only way to get over the fear is to actualize it, to come to terms with it things like that. And that's why a lot of people who go through fears, whether it's like fear of people, fear of uh, those spaces and things like that, and it's always the best option to try to work your way through it. I'm not saying jump off the deep end, but just work your way through it. You know, fearing the fearing unknown is very understandable, it's very real, and I understand that, but it comes to a point as to where you can't just closet yourself for the rest of your life, you know, because then you're not really living So, what do you think about that? I mean, we
4: fear But we're mortal. And we want everything. We fear like we're immortal. We want like, like, but we're mortal. Right? Like we fear everything like we're. But in reality, nothing really. That fear doesn't really matter. Right? Like, I think most people. Most people in life are already dead. They just don't know it yet. Most people are already dead, right? They they go through life and just go through the motions and they're already dead. Like they don't they don't realize it, but the, all they're doing is waiting for their time to like um, to die. Basically. I think the best thing we can do we have to I think we have to put ourselves in situations where it reminds us that death is around the corner. I think we have to put ourselves in situations that are really, really hard, so we could remind us ourselves, okay, this is really, really hard, and this almost, this is really bad for me, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want to remind myself that death is around the corner and that I'm not afraid of it. I go through it every day or every week or I try to put myself in, in in the flames right because because then I'll be ready and in doing so I think you'll become a better person I think I think you'll be the best version of yourself if you constantly put yourself in the hands of death right almost close to it right? where your feet don't like your feet hurt and there's this thing like I like from Seneca he says, I put myself through hard situations because... You can say it like this, obviously. Said, I put myself through hard situations because... As long as the pain doesn't get to my mind, I'm fine. So, so as long as death doesn't get to your mind, and it, as long as it doesn't fuck with you, as long as it doesn't like... Then you're good. I think. I think there's this relationship you have to have with them, right? Like, it's almost an agreement, right? that, that, yeah, I'm gonna die one day. But I'm gonna, all the minutes of my life, I'm gonna fight hard. There's not a minute in my life where I'm not gonna try to prevent you. Or I'm not gonna try to, to understand you. I don't. I don't think. I think people that are scared of death are, don't enjoy life. I think most people in life, they don't enjoy life because they're so worried about death. I think the most, the more time you you start thinking about death,
2: is the more more time you start losing life. I mean, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like, there's people who are so think of it like this, right? So I feel as if death is like a prison. It just confines you, it confines the life that you've lived and just puts it in a box and you cannot change that box no matter what you, because you're dead. right? Okay? Nothing in your life can change because you are dead. That's just it. The box is sealed, everything is done. And people see that that is what death is and subconsciously start putting themselves in the box before they're able to express the outside, or experience the outside world. So I've seen people in this day and age just kind of like put themselves in the box themselves whether it's due to fear or just the, the ambiguity the ambiguity of like what they want to do like ah oh, just do whatever it's Like the, they don't I guess like Leonidas said they don't fight, they don't like go for something, they don't have like a passion to fight towards whereas they're kind of just more overarching and because they're more overarching they fear more things Thing, and they have kind of like forced themselves in because they just don't know thing, what to do. One thing Joe uh, Joe Rogan said that I really liked,
4: and it, it could go for it could go for people that both had a really hard life and people that didn't really have a hard life, right? Joe Rogan is coming from the people that didn't really have a hard life, and he says that growing up, I had a, I didn't have a terrible childhood, right? So what I did. Is I look for things that were really hard in order to make me the man I'm supposed to be, right? Because even the even the great philosophers understood the 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 dangers of comfort. Um, Marcus Aurelius would dream, uh, he would sleep on a hard bed, an uncomfortable bed, right? Because every day he wanted to be reminded that life is hard, right? And life is hard, and you have to go out there and you try to. The best thing you can do is try to make the best place for other human beings, and be kind and loving, and understand that death is around the corner. And Seneca, he would go in the in the winters, he would go to the rivers and just shower in the winter winter water, right when the water is just freezing. So I think, I, well, people could live their life however they want to live. I think the best way to live life is to have that relationship with death, to understand that life is hard and you have to, and the only way you can be a better person is if you put yourself through situations that are really hard. There's this thing that I I really like that I forgot. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's why you
4: really like it?
3: But I I will say, there is this thought experiment I guess you can call it the thought experiment that I enjoy is when people say, um, "If you knew you were gonna die tomorrow, you know, what would you do today?" Or if you knew you're dying in a week, or like, or if you knew the exact day you were gonna die, what would you do? And people are, you know, saying, "Oh, I would do this, I would do that, I would do this, I would do that, I would do this, I would do that." And then the follow-up question would be like, "Why aren't you doing that now?" Yeah, it's like, "Why aren't you doing that now? Why, why, why aren't you like putting yourself in a position to do that now?" And I think this comes from somewhat of the fear of unknown. And it's like, oh if I start this, like will I die halfway? Or will I be will I even be able to reach this full potential? I also also wanna I ask you guys. Do you guys fear death?
0: Yes. I do. I fear death but I don't let the fear control me. I think you have to I think you do you, you do and to live a fulfilling life you do have to fear death in a sense because I do believe that death brings value to life. Cause without without death then what's the reason to get anything done? You know? Like why like why do I have to make the most of this life if I have it forever? You don't. That's why. That's why we have death. That's mm-hmm. why we have we have the ultimate possibility that we won't be here anymore. That we won't be able to make these moves to make the world a better place. We may not have the chance. So don't waste the chance that you do have.
2: You you're one shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I don't know if I can subscribe to the idea that I fear death, like. Like Greg was saying, I do agree with what he was saying, right? But I don't constitute myself as fearing it because of that, you know. I feel like I respect that. Like I understand Yes, but yeah, yes. it's kinda of like a healthy fear. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't feel as if I live in fear of death, right? I feel as if I can't constitute that as fearing it, you know, if you respect it. I respect death will come for me, death will come for me, come for everyone, and that will be the end of it. So in spite of, like like, like uh, Greg was saying, in spite of all of that, I will still choose to fight. I will still choose to do do what I want to do because I know death is coming. That's what will, one of the main factors that will spur me into going. I know I know a lot of things, especially for the young men of today, where they always, I know especially from young men because I've talked to a lot of them and they've expressed this to me, but they have lofty goals, right? I want to be the best at this, I want to do this, I want to play sports, I want to give the NBA, the NFL, the, the anything. They want to just have this big lofty goal that they have, right? And the main question that always is asked them is, why aren't you, or what are you doing to get there right now, right? And always it's like, oh, now's not the right time for it, but we will allowed to focus on this and that and this and that. And I always go back to uh, two of my favorite quotes from one of my favorite philosophers, Bruce Lee. He always says uh, the main thing he says is to hell with uh, to hell with uh, circumstances. I create opportunities, right? So you can't sit and wait your life and waste your life away waiting for the opportunity to do X, Y, or Z. You know, and I feel like that's the case because death is looming over us, and we have to respect. But I also feel as if because death is looming, I have to go and create those opportunities myself. Because I can't wait for death to catch up to me, for time to, to say, hey, it's too late. I have to go and do it now. I have to go and create it now, you know? Another thing he says is, as you think so, you shall become. And that's one of his most famous that he says. So I feel as if that kind of ties into luck. A lot of people think luck is not a skill. I feel like luck is a skill. The skill to be able to take the hand you're dealt And win the game with it, you know. So now you might be playing like Uno or something, right? For example, and you have the world's worst hand. You can still win the game with it, but it just comes down to what you do with the cards that you're given to reach the end goal that you have in mind, you know. And I feel like that, with the concept of death looming over me, makes it fun because there's not there's a time limit, you know. You have to do I have to do everything I want in my life within a certain time, so I don't fear the death. I know it's coming, but I respect it, and I understand that one day it will catch up to me, and that'll be the end of it. So I have to do everything I have to do before then.
0: No, and I I, I really like the way you phrased it. Uh, it's you have to respect death, yeah. Because I think there are there are two things that people end up doing. You either you either fear death too much, but you're so scared to live your life, or you, you know. don't respect it enough. And, you, and just,
3: you end up wasting your life. Yeah, just live recklessly. Um, I'd say for me, I have a healthy fear of death. Uh, <clears throat> I'd say, God, I guess, like the respect. Um, there have been some times where, you know, I'm just like, you know, like about to fall asleep and stuff like that. And like, I'll get some intrusive thoughts. It's like, like What if I died right here? Like, what if I don't wake up tomorrow? And like, I will get... Uh, it will be a it will be a frightening thought because I'm like, dang, what my parents will say or you know, what my friends like, like I'm leaving so much behind. Like that's that's like an irrational, not not an irrational fear. That's rash, that's definitely a rational fear, but that is like something that does, it doesn't keep me up at night fairly often. But like those you know thoughts will come out random. Like, dang, that's a that's a crazy thought. Where did that come from? And so I'd say like I have a healthy fear, and I always... And while you guys are talking about this, I kinda see the whole finality and the limited time. It's kinda like when you're taking a test. Let's say you guys, let's say you have like a three hour like test and there's only like ten questions. You're gonna like kill some time. You know, you're not, you you may not, you know, go really answer the questions right away. You may take your time or you may like not really like put in that much effort. But lo and behold once it hits like 15 minutes and 10 minutes and five minutes and you haven't started a single question you start to panic and then suddenly you try to do as much as you can in that short amount of time and i think that that panic of you rushing to do everything as quickly as possible in healthy doses i think that should be kind of like a state of mind that you should be in you know In your everyday life, almost, when you have that drive to be successful, you want to do it as quickly as possible, of course, as, you know, ethical or whatever. But you you have that drive and that motivation to push you, like, oh, I need to do this, you know, I don't have a lot of time on this earth. Let me make my mark. Let me make a difference, that kind of thing. So I think that that mindset and combination of, like, a healthy fear or respect for death has kind of... That's kind of where I'm at right
0: now, and I think that, that that is also what it is. It's it's not even just the thought that death will come for us. It's the it's kind of like what Jimbo was saying. It's it's the unknown. It's the fact that you don't know when death will come for you. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Because some like that's what spurs us mm-hmm. to do now. To do you as know? much as you can yeah, when because you can. you don't know when. I feel as if well, I've taught myself. Uh, I realized that I taught myself this uh, earlier today when I was peeing. And I was thinking of the topic. For today. I have my epiphany. People have shower thoughts. I have pee thoughts, okay? But when I was peeing and we were, I was thinking of the topic that we had for today, I was like, you know, we're in a constant state of cheating death. You know, we are perpetually in a state of cheating death. Because literally anything can happen. Like, we can get nuked right now. And that would just be the it, end of it, right? And a confirmation ra- random, bias. Random meteor could come and strike my house alone and that'd be the end of it. Like I could die of monoxide poisoning and I don't even know how that would happen in my house, but I would just do it. <laughs> or like anything, I would walk down the street and get ran over by a bus or a train or something. Anything could can, anything can happen. A train on, a on, level, <laughs> on the sidewalk. <laughs> Bro, A helicopter could fly and just crash into my house, or an airplane or anything, a, a rogue, elephant from the from a traveling circus to come and run <laughs> me over anything can happen you could forget to breathe i exactly i could forget <laughs> to breathe anything can happen we are in a constant state of cheating death it just happened. it just so happens that one time we just don't get so lucky we just don't we just don't cheat at one time and all it takes is one time to not cheat death you your death so i feel as if because we're in a constant state of cheating death we always have to give thanks that we have cheated it and that we will continue to achieve, it. and we will continue to achieve it as much as we can while we do. Yeah, you
3: know, I, I I was thinking uh, when when thinking about this this topic that death can sometimes be a terrifying thing to talk about, but I don't I don't think it's terrifying as it's sobering. It's kind of like a little wake up call. Uh, there's a there's a little quote I guess, or a mantra I guess you can say that my mom um, that my mom sometimes says oh. It's is terrible will what be are you, gay? <laughs> 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 it's a uh, it's a little French quote it's terrible uh, oh, yeah, <laughs> he is but it means um, terrible will be the awakening. And I think when you, because oftentimes, well, the topic of death sometimes kind of escapes the mind when you're busy with, you know, school, work, whatever, that kind of stuff. But when the thought of it does cross your mind, you're like, damn, that shit's real. This this could happen to something. And it's like, it's kind of like a rude awakening. It's a very sobering thought, and it kind of wakes you up and almost pushes you to be like, hey, I really need to get my act together, because... I really could be gone any. That's just it. Any one of these days, It's been call, and that's just it. Yeah. How about you, Jimbo? Uh, Fear
1: death. I personally agree with everything that's been said. I think it's like the the phrase from that uh, famous song, "Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again."
2: (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of Puss in Boots where he says he laughs in the face of death.
1: Death, death, (laughs) death has always been around since (laughs) the beginning of time, and we shouldn't see death as. A villain or anything—it's more of like the cycle of life. It's something that's going to happen. I believe that we should be more fearful of dying without confessing our sins, or you know, not cleansing ourselves, and you know, ending up somewhere that we we may not want to intend. But I believe that um, we have to live our lives uh, with meaning. You know, we should live our lives to. the most uh, you know live life to the fullest and when I say that I don't mean you know go drink and you know go crazy and like you know kill yourself uh, drinking you know that's not what I'm talking about when I say live life to your fullest I'm talking about you know live life um, you know with the people you love because at the end of the day what when you die you have your memories or so we believe that that's going to be always with us so you can choose if you wanna have these memories of you going out and you know being at the club and you know, you know spending thousands of dollars, you know, just you know watching strippers, or you can go ahead and you know live your life remembering you were with your friends, you were spending time with the people you loved, the people you cared, and you know you you got to you know, be around people and you made them happy and you helped uh, everyone you could and you know you you had meaning in your life. You know I've I'm more fearful of not telling my mom and my dad that I love him and I do love him, but I don't see it enough. And I'm scared that, you know, I might die in a car accident and I never told him I love him. And, you know, I, I feel like, you know, that's my worst fear right now, but that's it for me.
2: I love Jimbo.
3: Jimbo <laughs> <laughs> just dropping like, Jim. he just dropping just dropped the mic. Exactly. But
2: yeah, I mean, that just reminded me of, I don't know why it reminded me of this. But it reminded me of Moana, you know? And the mountain in Moana, specifically, right? How it's, the mountain of Moana is representative of like Mother Nature and she's like the life of the islands that the Moana resides in and people around her resides in, right? But she loses her heart and turns into like this demon death-seeking thing that just spreads chaos and things like that, right? And it, I just kinda of thinking like, yeah, half of Mother Nature is just the act of death. You know, it's called the circle of life. Circle of life for a reason. You know, and through, le- through, through death we have life, and through life we have death. It just it coincides to each other. So I'm just like you know, just because we know we will die doesn't mean we shouldn't live. In fact, it is because we will die we should live. Or else it wouldn't be a circle; it'd just be a dot. So I think. Thanks, Moana. Absolutely. <laughs> I think one practice
0: we need to get into. Um, I Was really, really thinking about death, like really trying to remember. It. Like there was, um, there, and the, there. I think there still is, but like there was uh, a big practice in like in, in old Europe uh, where it was called the memento mori.
4: Ah, oh, and you will die. Yeah yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the, it's the, remember you will die. The Stoics Mor- were practiced this a lot. Mm-hmm. Momentum mori. Yeah. yeah. And
0: it, it's the concept that you, you you remember your morality, and you can usually do it by like having something, um, having something to remind you of your morality. And that's why if you if you look at like European art, you'll see like poets and stuff. They'll always keep like a skull on their on their table, and the reason for that skull Just is is to remind them that they are immortal, that they will they will die one day. Mm-hmm. But that's how you live. That's how you live every day. You live every day I'm thinking.
2: Where can I buy skull? <laughs> you heard the yo! Yeah, I want I a Greg I, I want a Greg size just call mine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Greg specifically that's a smell just like him. I'm like dang hey, that was Greg time to get to work I,
3: you know yeah. I I was I was thinking while you guys were like talking like why do why do we see death as a bad thing and I think that kind of goes back to the story of the fall of of, of man um, if you subscribe to that where we had the first two people Adam and Eve they they disobeyed God and their punishment was death so I think since the very beginning we've kind of just seen death as a punishment and as opposed to death kind of just being our almost like our second chance into whatever you know whatever after life you believe in so like when you die if you're a good person then you know you go to heaven and you see that as like you're you're, you know you're living in eternal bliss for you know the rest of eternity or you know if you do something wrong so I think it's with that story and I think most people are like or at least most countries they kind of follow like a Judeo-Christian type um, philosophy or morality and I think from then from from there, that's kind of where the origin of the, the fear of death kind of came from, as like a form of punishment.
2: You know, I was listening to this priest. I don't remember his name. He was like there's a guy. He was talking. Father John. <laughs> father John Doe, I guess. I was John John. He was he was uh, he was talking and he was saying there was actually a <clears throat> his version of the whole Adam and Eve story, right? And his version had, uh, generally speaking, the same kind of concept. For those of you who don't know, Adam and Eve first met a woman on Earth. They had a garden all to themselves, it was paradise. And all they were told, don't eat one apple off the tree. Off, don't eat one fruit off of one tree. And lo and behold, they end up eating it. They get kicked out. So his version kind of changes a little bit to where they were saved from their mistake, their own mistake, through death. So when they ate the apple, they severed the connection between them and God. So now they could never be with God again. And only through them uh, giving up their sins and, and death, both of those things have to happen. Get the the, the absolving your sins and death. They can then with God again. So, there was a uh, talk with him. He was speaking like, what if there was two apples in that garden? You know? What if there was one for uh, them doing the first sin and everything like that, and the one for immortality, and they had both. Now they're living with that sin, without God for the rest of the time. And I feel like God wouldn't want that. So I feel like, even though their punishment was death, I feel like that's more of a or more of a mercy. I'm saving you from yourself, kind of. Thing. You know, I'm saving you from living forever with that sin, with that guilt, for the rest of the time, and you just have to be without me forever. You know, because at the end of the day, he still did love them, and he still does love us. And that is so. really poetic when you think about it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saving you from wasting from, their life. Uh, from
2: yeah, I'm saving you from an eternity. Having, of misery. Yeah, an eternity without God. Which, for people who believe in God, uh, they know God is. Synonymous with the word love. God is love. So in mm-hmm. eternity without God is eternity without love without the truest form of love So I feel as if to save them from that having eaten the apples seeing the the Good and evil in the world They would need to return to the ultimate good at one point in time through death It's crazy. I never I never really thought about that. Yeah, he was talking to my like hey, bro, you're kind of crazy <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, what is this Tinder? <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's, like, it's like Instagram on or something, bro. Like was like an Instagram real Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, like, swipe. Yeah, like it makes you think a little bit, you know. I
4: don't know. I think if you fear, fear death, then you're not living. I think if, if you, you let you the live, fear control, if you, you. live, if you're living in the now. Right. Doing whatever you have to do now, then you wouldn't fear tomorrow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. Same thing with like people and their goals in the beginning of the year. People put a, a whole bunch of goals for the beginning of the year. If you're living how you're supposed to live, then you don't need any goals. You know what I'm saying? But you don't need to set yeah. it. You're you yeah. they're they're already in progress. are already in progress. Like yeah. obviously, it's, it's good to. You guys know what I mean, right? Yeah, got, yeah you just know, have, to have to yeah. goals, you yeah. set a goal, but you, exactly, you, you don't have to do it on a specific thing. You don't have to wait, to wait until, until New Year's to make goals. Even when you set a goal. Exactly. You don't have to wait until New success, Year's to set a mm-hmm. goals. Like, there There's something that's, that's every month, every day, every week. You can
2: wake up and be like, you know what? I'm going to change my life today. Exactly. You don't have to wait. Okay, I want to change my life. I'm going to wait until January and it's like February. Yeah. Make the whole year. <laughs> the, the whole year again.
1: Instead of
2: that, you could be in the midst of like how we are right now. Right now, you could be in the midst in the midst of like the like, getting to getting to summer part. Even though it's not um it's not the beginning of the year, we could still make goals in your life. You can make goals in your life today. You can make goals in your life tomorrow. You can make goals in your life anytime. That's why I don't really, like like, like you said, that's why I don't really uh, agree with the whole uh, New Year's resolution thing. Because I feel like New Year's resolution shouldn't be for New Year's. should be for your life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, I, I agree with you. But I feel like what you're saying is that you shouldn't fear that. But you should also, like like we were saying before, you should also like, have respect for no. it. You yeah, should respect. respect You shouldn't for live recklessly, but you shouldn't live in constant what to, what fear.
4: Does it it mean? Be the, what does it mean to be reckless, though? life i think because it's kind I think, of i think some of the best people i've met and also the people i've listened to are mm-hmm. reckless with life they're like but they're yes, reckless but they still
2: do they still respect the finality of that they're are they you know, reckless I, in the fact that i'll never die i can do whatever i'll never die. to be honest no i don't think they respect that because like they're not like
4: i spit in the face so they're not, so I'll, they're not like they're not like constantly they're not like oh, I can't even. Explain
0: look, look, I'll, I'll give you an example. So, I'm like this, this, this past week was kind of crazy for me because mm. a lot happened. But um, you know, earlier earlier in the week, earlier in the week when uh, when you know we first heard about like what the topic was going to be, mm. you know, it started getting me thinking. Um, but later, then my coworker, my coworker asked me to go have lunch with him and we did and like this is like the first time i've actually had like a genuine conversation with him so i kind of kind of started to get to probe him a little more probe his personality and all that and um I mean, he started he started telling me about like he's an older guy he's an older guy he's in his like late 40s uh, late 40s going into his 50s and you know he's, he's you know he's telling me about his life how um, how he doesn't really talk to his family as much how he came came to america and you know and he, he's trying to tell me, help me with girls and you know, all, how to get girls. Yeah, you need that. <laughs> yeah,
2: He's, and he's like, I'll take all the
0: hope I can get. And he even told me, he's like, you know, if I could give you one piece of advice, he's like, smash as many girls you can, bro. You're young, go for it. All. Bro,
4: why, does, does oh, he why do, why do all people. He, he's a little white. Bro, did it say, like old Spanish old dudes? Spanish. Like Yo. always, they say that bro it always because they get, me, they get because they get married. This janitor 16. guy was like, this I was that about I was at you. And this guy was like, bro, smash, smash as much girls as you want. Cause when you get older, it's you pretty
0: everywhere. No 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 but but then he, he tells me that he's like, he's like now nah that I'm older, he's like now nah that I'm older, like you know it's it's harder. But like he's, he's still not married. He's still still doesn't have a family and like dude's dude's coming into his 50s like at at first it was kind of funny but really thinking about I'm like bro you haven't haven't done much yeah haven't done much for anyone past yourself when you think about it and uh, I hope he listens to this (laughs) he probably won't (laughs) but like I don't think they listen to podcasts
3: do they even know
4: about podcast? Yeah, this is the radio. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> happen. <laughs> Which I
0: mean, he, he is a really cool guy. I, like I'm not. Like I'm not. I'm not saying this just to bash him. I'm saying this like if he does listen to his, is like my corrective. You're a pretty cool guy. This is this is like my corrective uh, criticism of him. And I, honestly, I, I will say this to his face because I don't. I don't say things. Mm-hmm. I don't
4: say things. To be honest,
0: so. no. Like, but like I, I'll break it to him a little better. But no. um, <laughs> but okay. But the reason the reason I say this. The reason I say this is because what happens What happens when a day comes when someone when someone in his family is like like very influential member of his family dies, like his mother or something? You know? Who's who's there to console them?
4: No way. No. That's where you come. <laughs>
0: And here's the thing, like, you can have friends, you can have coworkers, but, like, the most that they'll do for you is they'll probably say, like, uh, That's I'm sorry. sorry, sorry, sorry bro. There's no one to really enter with you into that sadness. He hasn't built up that relationship with anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah. it, 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 it got me thinking about it even more. Because yesterday, yesterday, my, um, my grandpa's uncle died. Mm. Yeah, I, I, got, I got a phone call with the saying that. And you know, at first, at first, um, I wasn't really close to him, so at first it kind of, it kind of didn't faze me. But then, like, then I started thinking about it a little more. I, I, I started getting sad because I also, I was also plagued with the thought of my grandfather's suffering right now, because that's his brother. My dad's suffering right now, because that's his direct uncle. Yeah. So even if I'm not. Even if I'm not super sad right now Because I didn't know him as much Because because of my love for them Like I, I'm going to enter into my sadness I'm going to enter into sadness with them
3: Enter into a period
0: of mourning Into a period of mourning with them To help them through it Because my same thing with the other It's Like you know when he goes into that period of mourning No one sees that Like Anyone on the outside can be like Oh you know I'm really sorry for you but no one sees what that man has to go through when he goes home no one sees how he really feels and no one's there to help him out of that dark time And that's what I mean I feel like that there has to be a difference of living living with a purpose and living with no with no purpose I mean and I I, don't, I, I really do I hope you I hope he does find a purpose very soon because that day could come. That they could come when, when he needs someone, when when he feels alone. Because that's that's one of the worst feelings. Is that realization that you're alone, that there is no one to know the real you. There's no one to see the you behind closed doors.
4: That's why it's so important to choose a partner so like so rigorously. And not even partners, like even just friends. Even friends. Friends. Yeah, friends, friends says, There's this thing where it says like Seneca um, says, like it's like.
0: And I, I hope he does that. He may have that
4: friend group outside, but I'm just saying. Just from the outside yeah, yeah, looking yeah. in. He's like, Seneca's like, um, treat your, choose your friends rigorously. And once you've already chosen them, tell them everything. Treat them like if, you were, if it were yourself. Right? Like, tell them everything. Like, oh, I stepped on a pebble today. Like, obviously it doesn't have to be that small. But like, like, tell them everything. That's the only way you can really he says, like, that's the only way you can really develop your character. That's what I'm saying. That's the key to the true love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As if, you, if you have friends that genuinely care for you and want the best for you, and you want the best for them, and... And especially with, like, uh, guy friend, like, uh, the bros and, like, the brothers, it's more like... I do this because... I tell you this because you are a direct representation of me. So whatever you look like, I look like. So like that's why it's so important to have those friends, right? Because like like, like if you have friends that are, are not gonna go out there and console you when, when you go through times like that, that means you won't do it either. Right? Because you like When you look at your friends, you're basically looking at yourself. If your friends are good people, then you're bound you're to be a good, good person. person. If your friends are bad people, then you bound to have, be a bad person. So well, that's so important. Yeah, I mean...
3: Yeah, that reminds me um, of... Actually, just recently, uh, just as, as real this last night I finished binge-watching there's some show, it's called The Punisher, season two. And there is...
4: That's a great time to spend. <laughs> I
3: mean, it's like two hours. You know, I was going like, you know, here
4: while hours working hours. out.
3: Yeah. I was out here <laughs> running, and you're watching The Punisher, bro? Hey, 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 Can't hey. You go, go. Look
2: together, man. Hey, bro, I hey. watch like anime and stuff, but I do it when I work out. <laughs> That's fair. So I kind of
3: balance the two. I mean, what were you doing? It was while I was editing a show for my dad, so, you know, I'm just... He's
2: working. I was,
3: right. working. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, all right, yeah.
2: <laughs>
3: but there was like a, a storyline basically where there was these group of guys they were military and they kind of they came home and they didn't really have anything like they they lost that sense of brotherhood and in their search for their brotherhood they ended up forming their own like brotherhood but the leader wasn't the best person. He was dealing with his own stuff. And long story short, that brotherhood that they formed, he was able to come out of that darkness and like become like a pretty decent person. And I think that that, that that's what it reminded me of when you were saying the United when you were saying that we all need a group of like a good support group. Of, a collective. Uh, brothers or friends or But I think whatever. I think what society, society has, has
4: put out support is not what I mean by support. Mm-hmm. Support like usually people are like oh uh, It's the thought, thoughts and prayers kind of support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're like, Oh, are you okay? And then they'll send you a message one, two, three days and it's like uh, whatever. Now what I mean what, what, is... what I mean by support is like listen man, I'm not gonna be here for you twenty four seven, right? I'm your friend, I love you, I care for you i'm not gonna be here for you all the time i got my own shit that I, I got my own demons out of you know what i'm saying so you have to be out here fighting your own demons and just go through that that struggle and at the end of the day it would make you a better person yeah, you know what i'm saying ahead, so, so don't are... expect like i don't expect nothing from nobody mm-hmm. don't expect nothing from nobody so like i can't give you a dollar no Bad. No, I'm, like what? what I mean, I'm, kidding, I'm What I, mean, I, I, what I mean, mean by that is like, don't don't expect someone to be your crush. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? There's this girl I'm talking to right now. Bro.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I expect
3: you guys to be like a little tolerant,
4: not not a crush. Exactly. I was
2: like, so I was
4: out, a I was telling her like the shit that I that I've gone through or like the shit that I that runs through my mind like on the twenty first second. And she ran away. No. <laughs> She's still not, I, she, she ran still towards me. Yeah, she She's still changed <laughs> Yeah. But I told her and then I was like, listen, I'm not expecting you to change me. I'm not expecting you to walk me through life. I'm not expecting you to to help me through this. I just expect you to Push me when I'm down. Push me, keep pushing me. And then tell me like, like th- it doesn't matter what what you feel right now, it's it's nothing. There's this thing that uh, Customato used to say, uh, Mike Tyson's uh, trainer, he said, your emotions don't matter. He said, your emotions don't matter. You don't matter. In the grand scheme of things, you are just a part to play. And that you... The only thing that matters is the task at hand. A person that always like, pushes himself through that task is going to go way further than someone that just listens to those emotions and stops. Right? So like, same thing goes for death. A lot of people, they think about death and they think about death and they spend so much time thinking about death. When they just stop thinking about like... What it means to be alive, what it means to be human, what it means to fight for that life that you intend to have. Right. I think death
0: I think when it comes to thinking about death, I, I do think people, people should think about it. people should think about it, not overthink about it. I think maybe it's kind of like um, if I had to if I had to compare it to something I think maybe it's like it's like using a calculator, you know. You know, you should, you should know how to do the problems on your own. But sometimes you need a calculator to check your work, right? Don't get used to always using it, but have it there to double
2: to check. Be able to do it manually without the help of the calculator. I but think you can use the calculator death, serves, death serves a similar purpose
0: to to remember death. And by, by thinking about death, you remember what's important. I mean, at the end one, of the day, it's one a tool. One thought exercise I, I always like worry. doing is if i were to die if i were to die tomorrow who's going to be at my funeral who's going to be at my funeral who's going to show up who's going to talk at my funeral and those are the people i spend my time with if if i if i notice that i'm spending my time with a lot of people that that are probably not going to be at the funeral that are probably not going to that that are probably not going to go not going to not gonna be with my parents. You're not gonna really care gonna, for life of a better Not world. gonna care. Then I'm, I'm not gonna waste my time with them, you know? Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm a, I it I think I feel like death helps you death helps you learn what's important in
4: life. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You
3: know what's interesting? I guess we we'll talk about death. This might sound somewhat morbid, but I'm kind of jealous of Dead people. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> people. <laughs> no, um, I'm jealous of like the people who 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 have cancer. Okay. Like that say they they know they have like a few months like terminal
2: cancer. Yeah,
3: like they know okay. they have like a few months left to live. Like right. they know what they're
2: thing. Okay. They I know. Don't, don't, <laughs> hold on, hold on Hold on. Hold on. can continue. continue, continue. got to put a big hold on, hold on. Before, I said I before you continue I'm, for listening. I'm sorry this is not me
3: this is him <laughs> <laughs> right, but uh, what I mean by that is like literally really the ones that they know they have like a limited amount of time and they choose to spend the rest of their lives doing like what they you know all the things what that they, they dreamed of doing like checking off everything on that bucket list and stuff like
4: that and the, like if you have terminal cancer you're probably going to spend your time in the hospital I mean, like the the type of the type of illness where <laughs> actually, they actually I, I can... just see some guy on
0: Instagram that says he has like he has a terminal brain tumor. Yeah. And he has like three years to live, so he's yeah. he's spending it doing some like crazy like stuff. Yeah, like yeah, the type to...
3: of the type of ill where you can still do certain things, and it's not as you know thing. Okay. But I'm, I I I kind of get jealous of like almost a certain freedom that they have because they're like, okay, I know when this is gonna end and so
2: I have What if it
3: this well they have a general idea of when it's gonna end. Yeah but Mike, and what if
2: they do everything that they did that they wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. Ready for the ready for the grand finale. And the, the the doctors like, yeah, I don't know what happened, you're fully cured bro. I don't <laughs> have it fuck i'm broke exactly <laughs> <laughs> like i just spent like, my entire life saving
3: maybe i just get depressed me. at that point I'm like, I'm like,
2: we like, actually what? switched your medical records <laughs> <laughs> yeah apparently you just had like a common cold you just stubbed your toe. <laughs> <laughs> you got a paper i yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
1: i do like
3: i there's some merit in like that that freeness that they have i can have see i can they, see that what that, you're saying not saying that I want to, you know, have I can that. see what you're saying. But I, I, I kind of like envy the freedom. Or like, there's kind of like the mentality that they have I guess. But okay, you I, can
4: create that freedom yeah. for yourself. Just not like, yeah, of kill course. You <laughs> just, just give yourself a duty. No. no Definitely if not you not want to look for death, try to find Fight it. Find it. No. No. Try to find it. <laughs> not Obviously, don't kill not yourself. Actual death, <laughs> but like, push yourself. So, like, if, 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 you, if you're thinking like that, it's because. You're not you're doing sub- everything. Your subconscious is yearning for it. You're not doing everything Forgetting. in your possible, in, in your, in your, what you can do, to try to understand it. So you're trying to get, you're trying to get to understand it by getting like without. three years to live, without really understanding the pain that it it takes to be, go towards death. Yeah. So if you want to really look for it, go sky. Find push your yourself. Fight a bear. Mm-hmm. Find like a good panther and just fight <laughs> it. You know what yeah, i Yeah, you're right. <laughs> a good sign not a of panther, panther. Not a, not a good panther. Strong. <laughs> yeah. One with a thick tail strong and a hungry
3: panther. <laughs> <laughs> just fight a great white. <laughs> if you see me in the forest fighting a grizzly bear, help the bear.
2: <laughs> no. No. But uh, to go back to what Leonidas was saying about like friends and things like that, I agree. I mean, there this, there's this old saying that I just made up on the spot. This, old, this <laughs> ancient, this old, this I ancient up, saying I just made up. This second ago, say yes. yes. Where, it's <laughs> like I, I will. If you're in the mud, I will help you out, or I help you. I will help you in the mud, but I won't be in the mud for you to be clean. Yeah. So if you're like, kind of like what he was going on about earlier, is that he's not gonna sit here and baby you, and I'm not going to either. You know, I'm not gonna call to you. You're a grown man, or you're a grown woman, or you're a grown person, and you can make the decisions for yourself. You can grind a person through your own means. I'm not gonna sit here and help you so you can have it easier if you're not already helping yourself. I will help you fight, I will not fight for you. That's my thought process. Well, it depends, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if we're talking about real fights. Like, for my boys, I would fight. And I mean, the same thing goes for my boys. I will fight with you, I will not fight for you. So, I mean, even, and I take this, I've taken this stance almost my entire life. So, when I was younger, I was still fairly tall for my age, and I would always be the, the guy to help out whenever stuff hits the fan, kind of thing, right? So, even with girls if they don't have the will to help themselves, they don't have to actually, like, go fight a guy or anything like that, right? But if they don't have the will to try to help themselves, I'm not going to be helping them. If if they're just, like, they cause the problem and then step back, yo, go handle it. I'm not going to be your, like, guard dog. Definitely not. You know, yeah. But if they're, like, having an actual problem, guy or girl, if you're having an actual problem and you are searching for an actual means to stop the problem from becoming a bigger problem i will help you in that regard. so if it's a guy and things are getting physical only way out is you have to fight your way out i will help you fight if you're a girl you're trying to get out of a situation some guy is like i don't know doing whatever the guy would be doing i will help you out but if you're just complacent in it and you're just like yo help i'm not going to help you help me i just want you to help i don't really see the 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 purpose of it, because why would I help someone who doesn't want to help themselves kind of thing, you know, it goes back to that goes back to that adage, to where if you don't want to help yourself, why, how can you receive help from others, you know, and I kind of see a lot of things in this world kind of through that lens, where people are a lot like, oh, I want help in doing X, Y, or Z, I want help in, like, losing weight I want helping doing this I want help in doing that and then they're not taking any steps in, in that realm you know like there would be people who are morbidly obese 100 pounds over their body weight and they're like I want help to lose weight I want to get weight loss surgery XYZ and they're not they're eating more than they're eating before and I'm like Try. First. And they're, they're this
3: girl from that and Big yeah. man saying, "Yeah, I want to lose why, weight." That's it's why like normally
2: doctors no who money. doctors who are the doctors to help with weight loss surgery, they give you a goal weight, not because they need you to hit that weight. It's common misconception. A lot of times they don't need you to hit that weight. They just want to see if you're willing to actually lose the weight and keep it off. Because a lot of times when they get like the the the, the weight loss surgery they just lose the weight immediately, it lasts maybe half a year, they get it, gain it back. So it's a lot of, uh, you need to be able to show or prove that you can help yourself or, or trying to take at least the first step. And then if you need help with the rest, I can help you out. But I'm not gonna take those steps for you. Right, there's this thing that I was thinking
4: when you were saying that. How could, you, How could you even be a good person if you fear death. Because think about it. If you're if you fear if you fear death, that means that when things get hard or when people when when your friends or, or people in general are going through hard things, you won't step up. You won't step up to the plate because you're afraid what some what what might happen to you. Right? right. So how can you be a good person? Is if all you think about is your repercussions. You're not thinking about like the repercussions of others at, at that point. You're thinking about like what might happen to me. How can you be a good person? How can you be an honorable person Is if, if all you think about is what might happen to you? You're not thinking about what happened to, well, my, might happen to my boy or like to my sons, my daughters, my wife, you know. You're thinking about like, what well, what might happen to
2: me? How can you be an honorable person if if that's all you think about. yeah. I mean, a lot of my life, I've kind of thought, it goes along with what you're saying to where, a lot of my life I've always had this, I guess this uh, subconscious yelling, I mean like, hey, you, me, me as a person, don't matter. Everything, every person around me is the thing that matters. Me, I'm just a concept, I'm just a figment of my own imagination. And it's the people who are around me, is the things that matter. And that gives me so. For, exactly. And so for me, I would say, well, I've always thought of myself, at least in the past, as more of like a sacrificial pawn, kind of thing. You so. know, I will, I can, I can put, I can put myself at a disadvantage if others who are fighting for an advantage can get it, and if they just need a little bit of extra help from me, and if that means I'm at a slightly less of uh, an advantage than normal. That's fine, I'm okay, I can, I can take the hit, because I know I can work my way out of it, you know? And so, even like, things as primal as just fights and stuff like that, right? If it's a guy that I know I can't 1v1 beat him in a fight, but if my friend over here is, over here fighting for his life, I'm gonna get in there too, you know? And like, we we always, uh, even us as a friend group, outside of like the podcast, and everything, we always talk, like, you know, you always get to those talks with, with, with the guys. I was like, yo, what happens if like uh, a burglar tries to break in or something like that, right? And I remember I had this talk with with Greg here. What happens and, if a magician comes into my house right now right? yeah. and throws a, a spell at me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and just throw <like>, no. <laughs> yeah. no, it
4: but And
0: he, I, he, I gotta he, kiss a princess. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> me and Greg were having oh, a, how yeah, how Greg a conversation. Oh, how terrible. Me and Greg were having a conversation. I believe it was about maybe a month or two ago. And we were like, uh, what happens if like a burglar breaks in and stuff, you know? And I'm like, You know, honestly, who's in the house? Us.
4: Oh, I just let him burglarize. What? (laughs) (laughs) What if it's
2: your house? house? Who's my house? Yeah. Who's in... Us.
4: I just let him
0: burglarize. What if he was trying to kidnap you? (laughs) And like, (laughs) take you to a fun roller rink?
2: (laughs) What? Break your ankle, bro? No, but I mean, we've had this conversation before. Normally my... My consensus is always generally speaking stay the same. Whereas like I would fight, whether it's to protect you or not isn't important to me. <laughs> I would fight for the sake of putting forth the effort to absolve the situation. Yeah, of course. Whether it's fight physically, fight uh, With emotionally, words. fight, yeah, verbally, whatever kind of fight I have to fight, I will fight it. Not because I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it does boil down to love. I do love you guys, believe it or not. No. But no. I, will. W- well, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, what you're I would fight <laughs> for the sake. I would fight for the sake of because there is a fight. You know. So if if United are the United here is in a trouble in a in a bind and something's happening, and I get that phone call, I'm like, Yo, I need you. I need you to help me out with X, Y, or Z. I'm like, All right. If I if I have the means to help you out and you are already taking steps to help yourself out, I'm there, I got I got you. But even, and I would see that even if this, the, you having the fight yourself kind of inspires me to have the fight with you, you know? Like if, let's say, God forbid, you're having a fight for your life, right? You having that fight for your life is what inspires me to have that fight with you. And so even though I might I probably won't come out unscathed, I might get like hurt. broken, whatever, hurt in any regard. The fact that I'm there fighting with you against an adversary, and you're fighting for your life, I'm fighting for your life, I'm fighting for my life, and it's just us against them, and we're trying to make strides against the enemy, that is worth it enough for me. There's this there's this uh, thing that the priest said today
4: while I was at church, he said, that there's this lady that bought a house in in a place where there's a lot of crocodiles, right? And her five-year-old son Florida. her five-year-old son, she comes out, he comes out and then he starts playing by the by the, I'll play, he by the lake. He starts playing with the
2: crocodiles. By the lake, right?
4: <laughs> the alligator comes out and bites his shoe. The mom comes out. And she starts screaming and starts fighting the alligator and then nice and shit like that right she saves him she ends up saving him so and then the reporters come in and they want to talk with the kid and then you know, the reporters are like oh my gosh look at you look at your feet look at your arms look at what the crocodile did and all that and he's like don't look at that who should see the crocodile <laughs> don't look at that Look at my arm, right? And in his arm, there's, like, scratches of his mother, right? Trying to take him out, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what he was trying to say with that is that, like, don't look at the pain that others caused me, But look at the love that someone gave me. You. you know what I'm saying? Don't look at, like, what the world has done to me. Look at what people have done to help me. And that's, and that's a good way, that's a good indicator of what real friends and bad friends are, right? If, if you have those scratches of your friends that they really love you and they're trying to push you. And, and although you're hurt and you're, and you're, your body's aching and whatever, they're just trying to help you. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with like what I said before where as long as the pain doesn't get to the mind, you will be fine. As long as the pain doesn't get to the mind, we'll be fine. And to end it off, because we went a little over time right now. um, There's this thing that I like to remember when I'm out there running or in the gym or when I'm out there fighting for my life,
2: fighting for my life. Against the great evil. That's myself.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: I'm fighting my evil.
4: Labor is to the body what difficulty is to the mind. So, especially for young men out there, just... Oh, I'm a young man, this goes for me too. Just try to put yourself through as much difficulty as possible. When you're younger, it's easier. When you're older, you have more responsibility, so it gets a little harder, trickier, but you can still do it. But um, put yourself through as much difficulty as possible so you understand uh, so that you can become a better person And your mind is it, It's calloused Right David Goggins says this a lot He's like The reason why I'm out here So they ask him right They're like um, Why do you get up in the morning if, if your bed is comfy Your wife is like Stay in bed baby Or like The outside is cold And it starts raining And it's snowing And he's like Keep going uh, The movie A good movie's on uh, It's 3am Like you don't want to get up And he's like Keep, keep going He's like, the roads are slippery, the the news says there's a a blizzard outside, and he's like, keep going. He's like, your kids are like, don't leave the house or whatever. And he says, that's the reason why I have to go. It's because I'm scared. I have fear of fear. I'm afraid of being afraid. I think we should all kind of be afraid of being afraid be afraid of being afraid of death be afraid of being afraid be afraid squared exactly <laughs> and it'll just it'll just become a positive right thing
2: Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. What it's I, don't, I don't know. If that's how the brain works. But, but hey, a <laughs> so Mathem- tha- ma- 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 mathematically, yeah, because yeah, sure, if yeah. it's negative one, it's squared It's just positive. Yeah, you're right, right. mathematically. Exactly. Makes sense. But does the brain and does the brain coincide with the math?
0: So it's kind of like stupid
4: squared.
2: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's smart. It's genius. <laughs> you are so dumb. You reset the scale.
4: If it's stupid squared, it just becomes genius. So what are you, Levanis? I'm
3: stupid
1: square. Okay. I think you're stupid. <laughs> I think you're stupid.
3: <laughs> I think you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But yeah, I think I think this is a good
1: place to end this. Oh, episode. I, I want to add I'm more. I'm stupid, oh, stupid. Oh, okay, Jimbo. Okay, right. right. yeah. final, yeah. Jim, final words Jim, of wisdom. Jimbo's gonna try to end this uh, <laughs> in a positive note. Yes. So I'm gonna be 100% honest. Uh, in reality, death is something we need to look forward to. Mm. Because the real hell is living on earth. Because when you die here, when you die, there is no work, there's no worry, there's no stress. The people who suffer more are not the ones who die, but the ones who love them. The more connections you made on earth, the more hearts you touched. People fear um, living more than they fear your death. They fear, you know, driving, working, going to school, um, you know, feeling like they're gonna get attacked Even in today's society, you know, how many people are feared of COVID, you know, like we were locked inside our house. And like, you know, if you die from COVID, you know, at least, you know, you died, you know, you know, you'd rather die from like doing something you love getting COVID and dying than, you know, just being home and locked up and just, you could do nothing. I heard earlier, you know, the word reckless. And for me, reckless is something like running with a knife in your hand or like, Doing a stupid challenge like the Tide Pod challenge where you eat a Tide Pod and you die. <laughs> because fuck? for me personally, you know, that's that's some that's a selfish death. Because when you're when imagine the the imagine you have a sibling and they're like, Oh, how'd your how'd your sibling die? And you're like, Oh, you Tide know pod. You know they ate a Tide <laughs> Pod. You know they ate a Tide Pod. You know that you drank, know drink bleach. Exactly. You know how embarrassing that is? So <laughs> So I, I, I just feel, I feel like, you know, you can't have a uh, selfish death, you know, if you're going to die, at least, you know, die, you know, die thinking about it. Uh, die with honor. Yeah. So I, I just want to end off with, you know, live. Die erect. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> no, no. No, no, Exactly, exactly. Wait, no, 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 no. But I will, I will end off with this. I will, I will end off like this. Live every day like it's your last. And do what you can now before it's too late. Damn. That's great.
3: All right, that was great. Uh, post comments down below. Let us yeah, know what you guys in the comments, started.
2: let me know. Do you think I'd fight for you? <laughs> if your name's Amanpilani, I will. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone else, tell me, would you think I'd fight for you? Probably not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, depends on who you are.
3: Yeah. Well, up below. Situation. Let us know what you guys thought If you enjoyed this uh, episode Hit the like button, subscribe, share, hit the follow button uh, Leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts And until next week We'll see you guys in the next one Peace out guys